In this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about convenience or coincidence. <gasps> Soap opera moments. The nipple count. And a fold-out wallet photo album. In our discussion of From Dead to Worse by Charlene Harris. Hey everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire, and today we're going to discuss From Dead to Worse by Charlene Harris. Standard disclaimer. If you haven't read this book, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read or listened and don't want to be spoiled, stop listening to us and go read or listen to the book, then come back. If you haven't done this but want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just like the show so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. Yay! Yay! I'm very excited to talk about this one, so I want to dive in. Background info, go! Yay! <laughs> so, okay, you know how every other episode that we've done with these books so far i'm like well there's not a whole lot of background information mm-hmm. well there's not an interview with charlene Harris. there is one this time yay yay and this is a million years old obviously but it's from the diva review.com and they mention the action sequences particularly the werewolf war, are the finest action scenes that they've read in the Southern Vampire series. And they ask, what inspired Charlene to write such an action-packed chapter? And her response is, oh, I just loved writing that. I think maybe part of my thinking was, there's no sex in the book, so there needs to be other action. If there's no action between the sheets, there needs to be action elsewhere. (laughs) And then she goes on to say, I've had readers who said, there isn't any sex in the book. I said, there's not always going to be sex in them. If it's not pertinent to the plot, that's just not me. But there will be in the next book. I'm just letting you know. So... We need to just get ready for that. cackling laughter. (laughs) Yes. So we need to be ready for that. Prepare ourselves. willing. All we need is Vampire Book Club to be done, and then I'm moving on to the next one. So I always wait until after we've had our book club meeting. Yes. Um, I believe I was also supposed to give a nipple count. Yes, for this episode. And let's see, I only, I didn't want to spoil ahead of time. And also there are no nipples in this book. But um, I, I counted and I have quotes with all of the nipples. I have all of the nipple quotes gathered. I'm not going to share all of them because there are several. Um, There are two nipple paragraphs in book one. There are none in book two. There's a good nipple paragraph in Club Dead. There's three in Dead to the World. There's one in Dead as a Doornail, one in Definitely Dead, and three good ones in Altogether Dead. So I know that we, and mostly me, say that there's a bunch of nipples, but really there's not. I'm just, I'm enhancing the nipples. 
I'm enhancing the nipples myself. I am adding curved. in all the extra nipples, apparently. Yeah. They're very, but, they're very prominent, though. They, they are. Out. They do. They make like a good point. They do. I. It's because they're always eye level, isn't it? It is. I think we need to, at the end, like have some kind of poll or the best nipple content. Yes. I mean, I'm still gathering all of the nipples. I what's, am. What's a collective noun? For nipples, a bushel of nipples, a chest of nipples. A chest of nipples, I think, is it. A chest. Mm. Okay. Mhm. Chest of nipples. It's about halfway full right now. Excellent. It's like a treasure chest. It is. It is a treasure chest. Speaking of treasure, initial thoughts. You pointed something out to me in a I did. private text. And I'm I like, did. Yeah, that's had to go down with my initial thought because yeah. it's just spot on. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to share it? Sure, yes. Um, I don't know my exact quote, but I'm pretty sure I was talking about how much I was making myself laugh while writing this summary <laughs> because it just sounds like a soap opera. <laughs> And it's like you're describing what happened in last week's episode or yesterday's episode of your favorite soap opera to your best friend. And you're like, and then this happened? And then they're like, oh my gosh, this? And then he was like, this? And that's exactly what my summary sounds like this time. (laughs) As soon as you said those words, I was like, yes, oh my God, it is. Mm -hmm. Gasp in Spanish. (gasps) (gasps) Yep. 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 Are you ready? I'm ready. After months and months of postponement, Suki is working the double Bellefleur wedding as a bartender with Sam. But at the last minute, Hallie rushes up and asks her to fill in as a bridesmaid because one of hers has passed out. Suki shoves herself into a too tight dress and too small shoes and does her duty. There are lots of new people attending the wedding, and some Suki recognizes. Tanya, Maria Starr, and Bill are there. But there's a new vampire, Jonathan, and he creeps Suki out. Suki's upset because Quinn was supposed to go with her to this wedding, but he's been missing in action since the explosion at the Pyramid of Giza. After the wedding, Bill approaches Suki as she's getting back into her bartending clothes and tells her... He wants to lie with her again. No. Mm-mm. Stop it, Bill. Ew. Stop it. Ew. I know. His girlfriend, he is as well. Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, he wasn't cool before. That's, that's no. doubly bad. No, and now it's just embarrassing on top of it. She confronts Suki about it, but of course she's not interested in Bill, so she doesn't have any comforting words for his girlfriend. As she's leaving the festivities, creepy Jonathan approaches and makes her uncomfortable again. But as he's talking, Suki notices a man as beautiful as a withered apple standing behind him. There's an image. (laughs) Jonathan doesn't notice the man right behind him, and Suki doesn't see anything about him. Who is that guy? Hmm. Suki goes home, and Amelia is freaked out because her dad, Copley Carmichael, a wealthy business owner from New Orleans, is coming to visit the next day. So she panic cleans the house pretty much until the moment he arrives. Copley 
seems to have done extensive research on Suki's life, but obviously she knows this, so pretty much nothing he says phases her. Until he tells her that he knows her late cousin Hadley's husband and her child. <gasps> After this bombshell, Copley tells Amelia that a woman named Octavia Fant called him looking for her. Octavia is her mentor. Uh-oh, she's finally going to get in trouble for turning Bob into a cat. <laughs> After Copley leaves, Suki tries to find Hadley's husband, Remy Savoy, by calling information, but she can't find him. Maybe later. That really ages the book, doesn't it? It's like, it does, calling information. information. It's like you would Facebook stalk him now. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Later, Eric asks Suki to go out with him to a restaurant, but he's actually taking her to meet Withered Apple Man. Suki trusts Eric, maybe because of the blood tie, but also because she just trusts him, and she knows that he's not leading her into a terrible situation. At the restaurant, Suki learns that Withered Apple Man is called Nile, and he is her 100% full fairy great grandfather. <gasps> <gasps> His son, Fenty, slept with Adele Stackhouse, Suki's grandmother that was murdered in book one. Because her husband, the man Suki thought was her grandfather, couldn't have children. Suki's dad is a product of that, and Suki reveals that her mother was oddly jealous of Suki and Jason when they were kids. And, well, it's because her husband was part fairy and she was obsessed with him, like most women are around Jason. That's the only thing Jason got from the fairy bird, by the way, while Suki got her telepathy. Niall asks what he can do to help Suki now that they know each other, and she first asks him to find Quinn. But then is like, no, don't do that. Give me a rain check. Hmm. Suki asks Eric what he knows about fairies on their way back to Bonton. He says they're very powerful, and there used to be thousands of them in the United States, but now there are only hundreds. He also says that Niall is the prince of fairies, and that not all fairies like him. Oh, great! More people to dislike Suki! <gasps> As Eric speeds down the interstate in his Ferrari... <laughs> <laughs> with his bloodsucker license plate, which we learn about in this book, they get pulled over by a cop. But, oh wait, that's not a cop, it's a werewolf, and he tries to shoot Suki. Eric eats him instead, and they go home, but they wonder who could have revealed to the were that they were on the road that night. Mysterious. Suki is freaked out when she gets back, and when Amelia tells her that Alcide called, she says she'll just have to call him back later. She also says that Tanya called her, but why in the hell is she calling? Ugh. 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 The next day, Octavia, Amelia's mentor, comes. Dum, dum, dum. As you open the door, that's when the cliffhanger to the episode happens. Yes. <gasps> she tries
tries to turn Bob back into a human but can't seem to do it. Then Suki reads the newspaper and learns that Maria Starr was murdered. <gasps> Which has to be why Alcid called. Speaking of, he calls again and then gives the phone to fellow where Amanda because he's distraught and needs info. She tells Suki to get Amelia to help investigate Maria Starr's murder. Hey, <laughs> that's super convenient because Octavia is here. Yay! They go and do an ectoplasmic reconstruction that we all love and say that Marie Star was killed by the crooked werewolf cop from when Suki and Quinn were almost kidnapped a couple of books ago. And another were was there too. Alcide is rightly so pissed and he gets even more pissed when Suki tells them that she was almost killed the other night by a were that Eric ate. <laughs> I've just got this image of them like take out on the way home as I like, go through drive through drive through well. They figure well, out the guy was like dangling out of his window and he just like um, honestly um, um, eats him and his legs go inside. <laughs> McDonald's have a very diverse menu depending on the culture. That's true, they do. So they figure out who that guy was and decide that Patrick Fernan, werewolf pathmaster, is killing or trying to kill everyone important to Alcide. Oh, damn. The next day, Suki tries to have a normal day and does things like take care of laundry, vacuum, and go to the library. But she's attacked again. (laughs) Luckily for both Suki and the librarian, Barbara, her husband is Detective Al C, who just so happens to be bringing his wife lunch while they're being attacked. Suki softball chunks a Nora Roberts book at the attacker, causing him to trip and fall onto his own knife. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you, Nora Roberts. At work later that evening, Suki takes a break and calls up Patrick and asks him why he tried to kill her and why he's killing everyone else. And he's like, I didn't do that. And my wife is missing. Ooh. Oh, damn. <gasps> she convinces Patrick and Elsie to meet up to talk, but she has to go to make sure they're telling the truth. So she takes Sam just in case. As Patrick and Elsie, with Suki's help, realise that they hate each other, but they're not actively trying to kill each other. There's an ambush. <gasps> another where from another town destroyed by Katrina tries to take over. Her name is Priscilla and she's convinced some of Patrick's werewolves to try and take them down from the inside. And now she's here to finish the job. As the battle begins, Sam turns into a lion. Yes, a lion. And well... Mm. The fight doesn't last long at all on account of Sam being a lion. And also the <laughs> fact that Claudine literally popped in to help, but Patrick dies. So Alcide declares himself the new Packmaster. And we all know what happens when you it's... become the new Packmaster. There's Pucks. A public fucking. With nipples. Mmm, there are no nipples. No nipples mentioned. They're not mentioned, but you know there will You be. know they're there. You know they're there. They are ever-present. They are. third nipples. Yes. (laughs) Suki goes home, and it's a little awkward because she's been out with Sam and looks a little ragged. So Amelia thinks they've been up to something sexy. 
But no. <laughs> no. No nipples. No nipples were involved. Also, Pam is there with Amelia. So we all have to say, ooh. 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 Suki tells them about the wear battle and then goes to bed. The next day at Merlot's, Tanya comes in to see Sam. Ugh. Holly and Suki talk about how Tanya is hanging around in Hotshot, and they also talk about Holly dating Hoyt. She doesn't know where that's going to go because of how much Hoyt looks up to Jason, and, well, Jason's kind of a dirtbag sometimes. Yarp. After work, Pam is at the house again. Ooh. Ooh. Suki asks about her getting two nights off, and Pam tells her she should talk to Eric about it. So Suki calls him up at Fantasia. She also asks about the creepy vampire she met, Jonathan. And, well, he freaks out. He does. Sophie-Anne isn't doing so well as Queen, you know, what with having her legs blown off. So the sheriffs are looking over the state. Suki realises that Jonathan is a scout from another area and that means that maybe someone else is going to try to take over. Yeah. She's right. Right on the nose. Right on the nose. Right on the fang. Right on the nips. Right on the nips. Right on the nips. Suki goes to bed, and Bill shows up a little later. Taking over for Pam, who was definitely not just there to ooh with Amelia. Bill is really worried, and then Franny shows up yelling at the front door. They let her in, and she says that Quinn sent her to warn them of the vampires from Las Vegas who are coming to take over. (gasps) How did Quinn find out about this, though? His mother, who was in a wear home in Nevada for mentally unstable wares, broke out and ate people, so he went to help. But he was too late. The vampires helped first, and now they're making him pay them back by pit fighting again. He learned what was going on and sent Franny to warn Suki. Unfortunately, she only made it a few minutes before the vampires did. She has terrible timing. She does. Mm -hmm. The first to show up was Eric. So that's okay. But then the contingent from Vegas arrives with Quinn in tow, who Tiger smashes down the door looking for his sister. Victor, the King of Nevada's representative, tells Eric that he's killed all the other sheriffs, but Eric's area has too many valuable assets, meaning Bill with his vampire phone book and Suki with her telepathy. He threatens to burn down Fantasia unless they swear fealty, and Suki almost calls great-grandpa Niall for help, but Eric smashes her phone, thinking the fairies will just make things worse for everyone. Eric and Bill swear their loyalty, and the Vegas vampires leave, and the group disperses. For now. For now. For now. Eric stays behind and tells Suki that he remembers everything that happened while his memory was wiped. (gasps) So holy hell. (laughs) Holy hell. He's surprised at how happy he was. Suki was not expecting that. Mm. Hmm. 
because she played with his nipples all the time. She did. She did play with his erect pencil eraser nipples. And his butt. And his butt. And his butt. She pulled the cheeks apart. And she got in there. The next day, Quinn is in Sookie's room when she wakes up. He tries to explain to her why he disappeared and about his mom and why he didn't contact her and blah, 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 whatever. She's pretty upset that she'll never come first in his life, which is reasonable. So they break up. Suki then gets some deliveries, a new phone, and a new front door. Thanks, Eric. Suki goes to work after this, and Jason and Crystal come in. Apparently, Crystal has been spending all Jason's hard-earned money going shopping. And now, he's not giving her any at all, which means he's not even buying her dinner. The cheeseburger incident. That's kind of shitty, but it's also not at the same time. I mean, like, don't, don't spend all my money, you know that I've given you to, you know, pay bills. It's a teachable moment, but it's how you teach that moment. That moment. Yeah, Jason's not a very good teacher. No. 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 He's, he's just pretty to look at. He is. It's about all he's got going for him. Mm. And the Panther Man stuff. Later, Franny <laughs> and her mom come by to yell at Suki about breaking up with Quinn. I don't actually think they can talk other than screaming. I really don't think they can. She tells them that she really, really wanted to love Quinn, but she wants more from him than he's able to give. So she had to let him go so he would have a chance to be happy. They accept this and leave. Amelia came out onto the porch, ready to magic Franny and her mom away if necessary. But it wasn't, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Copley comes by early the next day, which is weird because he just came to visit, but now he's interested in Sookie's relationship with the vampires and how he can use her to get connected with the new Vegas regime. She agrees to contact Eric to set something up and then leaves the house for a bit. She sees Tanya and Arlene out together and eavesdrops on their conversation. It seems like Tanya is there just to bother Suki, and it seems like she's still being paid by Sandra Pelt to do so. But, you know, Arlene might have worse things planned on account of her devotion to the Fellowship of the Sun. Wait a second, though. Didn't Sandra Pelt's dad threaten to fight her at the next full moon if she kept messing with Suki? Oh, yeah, he did, but he's also dead now. Convenient? Mm. Mm. If this was a soap opera, we'd be looking at each other with a quizzical manner and then we'd just get closer Mm. and closer to our eyes. Mm. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Claudine and Claude come to Merlot's the next time Suki's working. They tell Suki she needs to call Niall and tell him what's been going on, but she doesn't want to bother him. Too bad! He's outside after she gets off work. She tells him she doesn't want anything supernatural from him. She just wants him to be a granddaddy papa and act like a family. Weird. 
I mean, he's a fairy prince. <laughs> doesn't seem natural. Just be Sam my granddaddy, Papa. <laughs> Sam happens to witness his encounter, so now he knows about the fairy prince. But that's okay. Suki talks to Nile about Tanya, and he suggests that if she talks to Calvin, he'll help. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Well, she has been hanging out in Hotshot. Hanging out in Calvin's bedroom. Taking crystal shopping. Suki talks to Amelia and Octavia, who is now living in another of Suki's extra bedrooms, and Calvin about Tanya following Niall's tip. The witches have an idea for a spell that will make Tanya forget that she has been sent to disrupt Suki's life. Calvin trusses Tanya up and brings her over to Suki, and the witches get to work. The spell works just fine, and now maybe Tanya won't be awful anymore and will stop taking Crystal out shopping, which she was totally doing just on the off chance it would get around to Suki. And hopefully she'll stop dropping into Marlots all the time, too. Just go away, Tanya. It's always someone just hanging around being <sighs> irritating dead. <sighs> Jason and some of his work buddies come in the next day, and before he leaves, he asks Suki to go by and check on Crystal because he's going to be late getting home. She agrees, and after a busy day, heads to Jason's house. When she gets there, she finds Crystal in bed with one of Jason's work friends. (gasps) 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 Calvin pulls up just as Suki is leaving. He yeah. tells her that he'll be in touch about the backwards hotshot wedding pact. Mm. A little bit later, Suki goes out to hotshot and has to break Calvin's hand with a brick, even though Jason could have and should have done it. Since Crystal is pregnant, Calvin stood in for her on the punishment, and so Jason decided that Suki should stand in for him too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Suki tells her brother that she never wants to talk to him again and leaves. (laughs) What a prick. Suki stays in a funk for a few days after this, and it gets so bad that Sam calls Eric to come to Merlot's one night. Suki immediately feels better. When Eric is in her vicinity because of their blood bond, and together, the two men ask Suki what's wrong. She's still pretty petty and upset when she tells them about Jason, Crystal, the cheeseburger incident, (laughs) Calvin, and the brick, and then she gets back to work. Her funk eases, and by the time she leaves for the night, she's back to her usual self. Eric is waiting for her outside, and they talk about Felipe de Castro, the new king of Louisiana, and how Eric thinks they're pretty similar. He doesn't seem too upset with the new regime, which is good, because Felipe strolls up during the middle of their conversation. (gasps) (laughs) Suki awkwardly meets the new king then quickly makes herself scarce. 
But as she's driving home, she gets an awful feeling of panic and worry and knows something is wrong with Eric. She rushes back to Merlot's, hops out of her car and sneaks around to the back of the building where she finds Eric, Felipe and Sam tied up with Seabird torturing them. What? Everyone was under the impression that Seabird died when Sophie Ann did. But it seems everyone was wrong. (gasps) It's pretty lucky that Sigbert isn't very smart and is distracted by his torture because it allows Suki to sneak back to her car, drive around the bar and run to go over. (laughs) (laughs) While Seabert is pinned under Suki's car, she frees the vampires and Sam. Then Eric promptly decapitates the runover Seabert. King Felipe is pleased with Suki and offers to buy her a new car or pay for repairs or whatever she needs. Sam says Dawson will probably help, so they decide to give him a call the next day, and Sam drives Suki home. Along the way, Sam laments about getting Suki free from the vampires, but she realizes she doesn't mind them so much, especially since the vampires don't treat her like she's stupid or crazy for being telepathic. That's a good feeling. The next day, Dawson brings Suki and her car back in perfect running order and paid for by the king. The only payment he'll accept from Suki is a good word for him to Amelia. Oh. Suki goes to town and runs into Packmaster Alcide, who thanks her for her help with the werewolf. He tells her she's always going to be a friend of the pack and Sam too, since he became a badass lion. Then he talks about how the werewolves are going to have to come out to the world soon. And maybe they'll combine forces with other wares and shifters. Mm. Back at home later with Amelia and Octavia, Suki asks if Dawson called to ask Amelia out. She says that she and Pam Ooh. <laughs> are probably better friends than lovers. So she'll give Dawson a go, especially since... That promise she made to Bob that she'll only date girls is off the table now that there's a mama cat out in the woods with Bob-looking kittens. (gasps) Octavia suddenly says a spell over Bob and turns him back into a human, which she could have done all along, but she wanted to spend more time living in Suki's house instead of with family like she's been doing since Hurricane Katrina. Bob, back in human form, tries to strangle Amelia a little, and then Suki takes him inside to put on some clothes and get food. After a bit, he decides he wants to try to find his family and get the H away from Amelia, so they send him on his way. <laughs> the next day, Alcy comes by my lot to talk to Sam about being a friend of the pack, and then Eric and Pam come by to tell Suki that King Felipe has allowed them to offer Suki their formal protection, which is a big deal, capital B, capital D, T-M. Things seem to be looking up for Suki now, minus some fellowship of some assholes who knock into her, but then she smashes them over the head with a bar tray. So yay! This garners some applause, and Eric and Pam threaten them, which is also fun. When she goes home, great-grandpa Nyla's there, trying again to offer his services to Suki in some way. She finally decides that he can help her find her cousin Hadley's ex-husband, Remy, and their child. And he does. 
course is the mansion. Hello. I'm Hello. calling with the correct city this time. My name is Niall. I'm the prince of the fairies. I'm looking for any. <laughs> Sticky takes the info she has gained from Niall and drives to meet Hadley's ex-family. The kid, Hunter, is cute, and the ex isn't terrible at all. They have a nice chat about their dead wife-slash-cousin and about the fact that Hadley told Remy that Sookie was disabled, which he took to mean physically disabled. She says that she had a hard time in school, but then Remy's girlfriend gets home and comes to get Hunter. Sookie reads from her mind that she likes the kiddo and, uh-oh, Hunter reads that in her mind, too. <gasps> Sookie realizes that, oh crap, this kid is a telepath, and she tells Remy to stay in touch, because he's gonna need her help. Oh yeah. Bum, bum, bum. bum. <laughs> Credits roll. Until End next season. season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're gonna have a mid-season break, so we are. Let's listen to another podcast's pro. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Hi, I'm Michael. I'm Barbara, and I'm Lauren. We are the hosts of Badass Literature Society, a book review podcast where we take book recommendations from listeners like you, read them, and then discuss them on our show. Join us once a month as we dive into the books you picked and talk about them. And don't miss our bonus episodes covering all sorts of random bookish topics that come out in between reviews. Don't worry, if you want to read one of the books, the first part of each episode is designated spoiler-free, so you can listen and see if you'd like to read it, and then come back and listen to the rest later. You can find Badass Literature Society on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, and anywhere else you like to listen. Now, back to the show. So you know when you have like Game of Thrones or um, The Walking Dead that sometimes have those discussion shows afterwards? Yes. The Talking Dead. Yes, yes, yes. This is now the equivalent. Yes, yes it is. So welcome to the after show discussion. <laughs> after show. This is the show. <laughs> this is the show. It's all rolled into one because we're is. not that hard on everybody. No. no. I adored this book. Me too. It was Me so too. Fun. Yes. Devastating moments. Right. But also stupid moments. Yes. But also ridiculous <clears throat> moments. Yes. So oh, many good no things. nipples. The only thing that lacked was nipples. The only thing that it was missing was nipples. You're right. <laughs> what were you stand at moments then? Mm, I think that my favorite, favorite part was Sookie throwing library books at the werewolf murderer. <laughs> I can just see it happening. It's a small, like, quiet branch of the library. Only Sookie and the librarian are in there, and she's just, like, picking up books on the new book display, browsing through them, and then, you know, the guy comes in, and she just, like, 
whips a book at him and hits him in the face and then he falls onto his own knife like what the hell is that it's hilarious it's perfect it's so good i've got this image of her like going through the books and she's like oh this one was rubbish Crunk. that one oh no this one i haven't read that one yet you know i have i have a question though Mm. it's mentioned a couple of times in this book how lucky Suki seems to be with stuff that's happening like she got out of that encounter she got out of the first encounter with Eric eating the werewolf cop and then she hits this guy in the face with a book and then he falls on his own knife and then like she also gets out of the werewolf battle unscathed and she gets out of the vampire coup unscathed the vampire coup was we'll come back to it was not what you think uh, yeah on the the threat level scale it was low level i really really feel like great grandpa niall is pulling the strings in the background because how is she so lucky she's never been this lucky before but it's not even just in this book though like if you think about the witch war when she was right in the thick of it you know she she got slightly hurt but nothing compared to others mm-hmm. she's she's in the middle of all these huge great big battles where any other person human would die and she's fine yep so yeah i would perfectly believe that and like, Grandpa. I can't. Grandpa Niles doing it, pulling the strings. I can't remember if that's actually true, but it feels like it's true. Well, I remember the introduction. I can't remember if I messaged this to, to you off of the podcast. Um, I remember the introduction of Papa Nile. Mm-hmm. Um. And then it kind of changed the tone of the books from that on, that point on because it it, it seemed more fairy orientated yes. than vampire mm-hmm. and werewolf orientated, mm-hmm. and it seemed to lose a lot of steam for me, uh, because I prefer vampires, werewolves to fairies, right? Um, and first go around read... the first go around. I feel like we're gonna feel better about it the second time around. Yes, I agree, and I think it helps that we're older as well, possibly even more cynical, so we can you know read it with a bit more of a kind of that cynical eye. But so I've never actually read the last two Suki books. I'm That's very much right. looking forward to reading them. Mm, I can't wait. So I don't. I, I know as much as I want to rush forward and. And read them. I'm not Don't going do to. It. You know, my, my rule is I read it after we've had our vampire book club discussion. Right. Um. And it's because of it being more fairy orientated and it losing steam for me. I do not know, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be a stretch for me to think that's what's happened. Yeah. I mean, it's very convenient. That Claudine has been popping up. And this brings me to something else that uh, that I found interesting, I guess. That, you know, Claudine doesn't always pop up in Suki's, like, dire emergencies. But she does with most of them. And 
this time, when she popped up in the middle of the werewolf battle and Sam's there as a lion, like, eating people's heads off, I have to say that I did not love her representation in the audiobook this time because like some oh god yes but i did have her quote that she says i do have that added down in in just a little bit as one of my favorite final thought quotes but for whatever reason she was like bring it on fur ass but like you couldn't even understand that she said bring it on fur ass because it was like oh my god like what happened? She 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 almost went like California Valley Girl. She did. What I, I, happened? I remember listening to it, going, "What? That's the direction you've decided to go in." Yeah, that's how you maintain in Claudine. No, it was so. No. It was so weird because a lot of the other times we are, we see her, she's very like kind of soft. She's genteel. She's yeah. She's soft spoken. She's like very concerned about what's happening in Suki's life and this time she's like Bring it, up, ha! it was it was weird it was odd I did not like it yeah it was jarring um, it was 100% it, jarring it was one of these where <laughs> you know when you've got like bluetooth earphones in and you think hang on have I suddenly started to listen to something somebody else's <laughs> like or what has my phone has, has my phone switched on to something else by accident? And I'm like, you know, I'm like literally the only person in this part of the office because I listen to it at work. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is odd. What's going on? Why? Why? I don't know. No, that was it. Was dumb. It was it just was. a dumb decision. It was really, um, really dumb. I cannot endorse that decision at all because, like you no. say. Claudine, she's genteel, she's soft-spoken, she's well-enunciated, she's quite calm and collected, and even if she's excited at the prospect of having a fight, she's not going to be like, oh my god, I'm going to get you. Oh my god. Ah. No, no. 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 So if I had to say that I didn't like something about this book, because I loved every single other thing about it, it was that. It was that one it, line of audio. I even, yeah, I, would, no, I, I don't can... mind it in print. Oh, I don't mind in print either, but it was the way it was done on the audio book. Mm-hmm. Like, as a line, it made me laugh. Yeah, right. But as an audio, it made me question everything. It did, In the yeah. universe. About decision. No, don't don't make that decision. Mm-mm. Back to no. Me. Yeah. No, I enjoyed everything, but I had questions as well. Who you... did Al Seed fuck when he became oh. Pathmaster? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to that one because he was dating Marie Star, recently murdered Marie Star. Yeah. Wondering about that one. It's awkward now. It is awkward. I like that Suki was like, shouldn't he be more upset right now? (laughs) They're like, well, that's just what werewolves do. It's an exciting moment in the little werewolf's life. Yeah. Yeah. And then Suki's afraid to look at Sam, who is telling her this. She's like, oh, God, is he going to have a lion penis right now? He's not a lion That's anymore. He's not a lion no. What I, I want to know as well, does Sam have like a little photo album he can keep in his pocket? Just a little, like, you know, a little tiny one. And he's like, this situation requires me to shift. I need to look at the picture of the animal <laughs> yes. I want to shift in. And he's like, sloth, dog, 
dog, dog, dog, cat, lion, lion. Here it is. Lion, lion. Got it. He's got a. You know, um, you know how older gentlemen have in their their wallets the photos of their like children and grandchildren, and they just flop all out in a big thing. That's what Sam has. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> what is that called? What's the official name for those? I don't know, but he's got one. <laughs> oh. Just... Mm. Animal family pictures. Yes. Yep. <laughs> he pulls out his wallet. <laughs> mm, yes, this is what I'm going to go with. Today. And it'll make that good. It'll make that sound as well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, that's amazing. Hmm. That is amazing. <laughs> I feel like you need to find one of those for the episode picture this week. Can you find oh. a wallet fold out photo album? <laughs> Why do we need this for this weekend though? Oh my god. Hmm. Look, I'll see if I can so find cool. one too. We both can procure copies of this book if i can find an animal family photo album wallet sized i think i could mock one up i could probably mock one up but to actually get one (laughs) it's wallet with photo album oh my god do you find one no, it's a photo box. Mm. No, not the same. <sighs> anyway, mm. let's move on. Let's move on to something else. Fuck. Right, okay. <laughs> so, questions. Who did Alcide fuck? Does Sam yes. have a wallet photo album of animals? Um, yes. Other questions. Is there going to be any repercussion with the whole fucking Debbie Pelt sister issue because Tanya has been memory wiped but the sister rage burning rage about the entire Pelt family I really really feel like I remember some very key important thing happening and I'm not going to say it on podcast because I'm pretty sure that it is a heavy spoiler but I have a vague memory of something happening. I want and to it's see gonna, that too. It's but... going to fix it. It's going to fix the freaking Debbie Pelt, Sandra Pelt conundrum. Because it's being dragged out. Yeah. Well, like the Fellowship of the Sun like... stuff too has been going on in every, every single book know... in the background. And we had it really big in one book and now it's just... Well, that's why I'll give True Blood as the TV show. It's kudos. It saw the Fellowship of the Sun, saw what kind of, how big of a uh, an entity it is. Mm-hmm. And it ran with it. Yeah. And it did a fantastic job. Whereas I don't think the Fellowship of the Sun has been really given much. I mean... Every time Spotlight. every time they're mentioned in the books in the background, they're getting worse and worse. And like I don't remember all of the details of the last few books in this series, but like is this what we're setting up for? 
Yeah, I'm wondering if the, I'm, I've got. Why do I feel like there is a big incident that happens and it involves somebody that Suki knows as well? Yeah. But for the life of me, I, I can't, can't remember. remember specifically yeah. what it is. But I'm looking forward to the fact that I've got these questions because I can't remember. Right. So I am looking forward to yeah. that. Um, but again, it's like one of these things where we with Niall and the fairies coming out um, into you know into the, the narrative now. It's like we're almost moving away from the werewolves and the vampires. But if there's one thing that big that we know is going to have to happen now is the werewolf coming yeah. out. That's going to be a big part of one of the books. Yep. Um, it means that they're still very present, but the fellowship has been simmering there in the background doing... I mean, they exploded the vampire summit. They did. And it's kind of gone and disappeared. But at the same time, like, we didn't see any of them doing any of this. Like, the package or the suitcases and the coffins were just there already. So, like, we didn't see any key members of the Fellowship of the Sun, like, in the corner going, "Mm, yes, we didn't see that. They're not the biggest bad guy in the story, and it feels like they could be for me. Yeah. It could be a bit more simmering. Yeah. Have that... Because otherwise, the arc, it's with having the fellowship now, is at least eight books long now. At least, because we're on the eighth. So it's going to be, what, well, nine months really, because we're going to go into September. I just can't remember how it happens. I remember, I'm sure I remember this being big, but for the life of me, I can't remember specifics. Me neither. I feel like I need that to hurry up. Yeah. Um, But otherwise. It's it's minor complaints, very minor yeah. complaints I've got with yeah. this because I really really enjoyed it. Same complaint I have every book. Bill, just fuck oh off. Oh my god, yes, Bill, please, especially this one with his literal with biblical lie with. I want you to lie with me. Yeah, and then he'll just he just shows up randomly and like says something vaguely heartwarming or something about how he still likes her and then he just backs off into the shadows. Suke, you're mine. Suke, you lie with me. No. Stop it, Bill. <laughs> um, Jason. Jason, yes. Jason and the cheeseburger incident. <laughs> Jason and the Cheeseburg incident and Jason and the Brick incident. Yes. Ugh. It's like we said in the summary. The Cheeseburger incident is a teachable moment for Crystal. And mm-hmm. Crystal does need a lot of education. But so does Jason. Yeah. But you also don't want to let your spouse go hungry. No. Crystal get a goddamn job. I know, but she's too stupid and inbred to get a job. Like, she tried. Telemarketing. I bet she hasn't tried telemarketing. Telemarketing will take on absolutely everybody. And you stay for the six weeks, get the the wage for that six weeks, be really rubbish at it, but then you quit, so then you still get a reference. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. It's easy. Get yeah. a goddamn job, Crystal. And stop being a cheater. Because you're not, you're a panther. I was about to say that same thing. I just, it's so frustrating. And I'm like, I'm tired 
I'm tired of Hotshot. I'm tired of Crystal and Jason, which I do like Panther Man Jason, but I'm tired of it. Like, so let's, let's let Hotshot, you know, panther off into the sunset. And then let's bring in the Fellowship of the Sun to take over their storyline because I'm so tired yes. of it. I don't mind keeping Calvin around as, you know, a friend. You know, she needs help with something. Calvin would actually be quite useful, you know. Well, and he's going to have to be... But you don't have to... He's going to have to be involved in the Wares reveal. Exactly. So, but we don't need Lord Hotshot for that. No. Can, Calvin can come out. He can have a pop over to Merlot to have a beer. Have a burger, a nice cheeseburger. Yes, he that he pays for, for himself. Job. Yes, yes, and you know, we have that discussion there. Fine, yeah. but I don't need to know any about any of the others. No, uh, I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of how trashy and inbred Crystal is. Honestly, it's awful. It's just, and the way that Jason did it. And Suki was like, why did I go and look after, uh, to call in on Crystal? He would not normally ask me to do this. I'm really stupid for doing that. Yeah. And she always mentions how like she tries not to read Jason's mind because, I mean, he's her brother and that's not right. But then she, you know, she laments afterward, like, damn it, I should have done it this time. I should have looked into his brain this time. Well, if Jason comes back into the picture in any way, his brain is fair. Yeah, I agree. To be fair, would you want to go in there? I mean, I can only imagine it's full of skanky porn. It is. And dust. It is. And cheeseburgers. And cheeseburgers. Yeah. And Crystal, come on. And then, fine. Calvin had to take the punishment because Crystal's pregnant. But excuse me, the punishment wasn't punch you in the baby with a brick. It was break your fingers. So why couldn't she have had her fingers broken? Because it's not like she has a job that she's going to miss like Calvin. Break her fucking fingers and let her just sit on her ass for a few more weeks while they heal. It wouldn't even take that long, would it? Because she still she might not be a very effective wear panther, but she would still have some of the healing. Yeah, it's so it's so stupid that Calvin chose to step in. I think it would have been a bigger teachable moment again with teachable moments if Calvin had said, "You know what, Crystal, you get to take it this time. I'm not going to stand up for you. This is not going to harm." your potential future baby in any way we're gonna fucking break your fingers and then Suki would have been fine with smashing someone with a brick yeah yeah because Jason would be like oh I can't really hit a girl and Suki's like pass me the brick yeah give it to me no, give no, it to the me. bigger yeah. one. Get, you know, we're, we've got this one. stacked up on cinder blocks and you're giving me a small handheld brick. No, nah, no, nah, give me another cinder block. I'm dropping it straight on her. <laughs> Just keep the brick. baby out of the way. <laughs> what? <laughs> she did. She pulls it out of her purse. Here you go. Just, Just back up, you know, put your hand down. And keep your belly out of the way so we don't harm the baby. 
I don't even think she was that far She's along. like four months pregnant. Be an issue. She's four months pregnant. Oh, so she just looks like she had a big meal. But she didn't because she hasn't been eating on account of the cheeseburger incident. Yeah. It just did you know, you, you, you really think, you know Crystal is a bad one. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you would counsel your friend or your brother about, against it and go, no, no, they're a bad one. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Once a cheater, Once a panther, cheater skin, always a cheater. Always a panther. panther. <laughs> Once a cheating panther. Once a panther. <laughs> Once a cheating wear, always a cheating wear. <laughs> Don't do it. No. Don't do it. Just avoid the hotshot community altogether. Yes. They don't like you, don't you anyway. You the hotshot community. Yeah, they don't, exactly. they don't like you anyway. They only like their brothers and cousins and yeah. uncles. But you, you honestly think that, is Jason actually on an w- upward turn? You know, he started to possibly think a little bit more about Suki, you know, when he was trying to negotiate for fair pay. But even then, it was a bit dodgy. Yeah. He, he, he seemed to be trying. And then he was, like, committed. He he was committed to the, the marriage with Crystal. Yeah. Because she, she, she at least broke her vow at that point and did read his mind at that point. But then, for him to be so sleazy and so sly, it's just not no. cool. I just... I can't... I, I like TV, Jason, because at least he's, you know, you've got something pretty to look at. Yeah. And yes, okay, book Jason is, but I don't really have a clear picture of what he looks like no. other than TV, Jason. And Ryan Quantin like... is a good, you know, just visual backup to have. Yeah. So it's a bit... Ugh. Yeah. And Okay, should we move on to Quinn? Yeah, we can move on to Quinn. Quinn. Oh, Quinn. I love Quinn. He could have been so great. He could have been. If it wasn't for the fact his mother. Yeah. Bloody mothers. He's got mommy issues. I mean, she is the ultimate baggage. She isn't really, she? really is. Mm. And neither the mother or Franny seem to really respect will be grateful for all that Quinn does. Right. He he has to give up his life and liberty for them constantly. And they do nothing for him. He's, he's I mean except scream yeah. constantly and like, shouting constantly. The mother can't really help it. Let's let's just say Which that. But Franny <sighs> Franny get Franny job, can Franny. get a job that's not working for her brother. Get some independence. Yeah. Grow up. Yeah. She is still... A, a, Stop screaming and shouting at everybody. Yeah, she is still a teenager, though, right? She's, like, 19. I mean, that doesn't really count. She's grown up. A baby grown up, but... She's a legal adult in the UK. I've got no sympathy. Yeah, she needs, she needs to do better instead of just depending on Quinn to take care of her for the rest of their lives. It's not fair. But they... I mean, that's not... It's not? They're just going to continue to take advantage of him the whole time, which is sad because we both really, really liked Quinn. And now, mm. yes, but at least, at least Quinn and Suki's parting is somewhat amicable. Yeah. I mean, Suki's very bitter because he 
he didn't try to get in touch with her to say I'm in some bad I'm in a bad situation Mm-mm. I'm not going to be able to get in touch with you for a little while I'm really sorry it doesn't take anything to do that and yes she's going to be concerned but at least you've reached out to say I'm stuck and she would have been like at least understanding yeah. because you've tried to communicate but you've just it's been it's complete completely silent that's not good yeah and like he said that he doesn't he didn't want to get her involved because he knew that she would come running and trying to help and like yeah of course she's going to come running and try to help because that's what non-garbage people do but all he would have to say is look i'm dealing with something right now i want you to know that things are not perfect but i'm fine and you know you don't have to stress about me i'll get in touch with you when i can and yeah she'd be like oh i'm very very worried about you whatever but it wouldn't have gotten so bad no i don't think it would have gotten half as bad because I mean, just took the conversation you had with Niall and just like, can you find my boyfriend? Actually, you know what? No. No. Because it's got to the point where she's annoyed and frustrated rather than concerned. Yeah. She's she's losing her empathy. Oh, God, yes. But the two people who are consistently stepping up is Eric and Sam. Yep. So, I'm starting to think endgame now. Because we're on book eight of thirty. Yes, we're very, very close to the end. So in the grand scheme very, of things, very close to the end. So my, pre- my prediction is she can't end up with Eric. As much as we adore and love Eric, he's mad. No, she can't. Suki, Suki won't end up because the only way she could is if she eventually turns into a vampire, and that is probably the last thing that she wants. So I think she's going to end up with Sam, because he is always there he knows everything and he's standing by her 100 percent. and there's got there's starting to be a lot more jealousy when tanya was it tanya yeah was hanging around and she's like oh you just want to have sex with her that's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine it's not fine no so that that's my prediction so we have to wonder Um, is sam gonna make room in his fold-out wallet photo album for a photo of Suki? That's the question. Will it be the top? Will it be the first photograph? <laughs> and will he be able to shapeshift into Suki? No, don't take it there. It's weird. We're just adding her to his family, not becoming her. Gross. That's not right. <laughs> That's not right. It's not no, right. it's not. It's not right. <laughs> mm. But there's so many more things that I like about this one, but I feel like it's like time to move on to something else. Would you want to just make sure just list them all? Yeah, off? I think so. Um, I really enjoyed the second ectoplasmic reconstruction because we really really liked that a few books ago eric remembering what happened while he lost his memories in book four which was my favorite book and now he knows and will there be more eric nipple hopefully i really enjoyed sam as a lion we've covered that yes with the wallet fold out photo album 
I thought Amelia and Pam together was cute. Cute. And I really enjoyed Suki running over Siebert at the end. But I was concerned because, as is described in the text... Siebert's been, like, cutting them up with a big knife, and then when Suki runs away to get her car and she comes back, he literally has his dick out. So what was he about to do before he got hit by the car? Gross. But then she just plows him over and he, you know, gets run over, and then she backs over him and, like, goes back and forth a few times, and... Yeah, that was good stuff. And then Eric cuts his head off. It was a good ending for Sia Baird. It was. He was so nice. And then, and then he wasn't. wasn't. Then he wasn't. If he wasn't so stupid, he would probably realize that, you know, hey, this new king that we have probably needs a big ancient vampire bodyguard. But no, he's stupid. He doesn't have two fangs to rub together. He doesn't. No. I do like Felipe. I'm interested. Yeah. He seems like, so far, reasonable. Yeah. Thank goodness they weren't saying anything. Suki and Eric weren't saying anything too dodgy when he just walked right. in. Right. Like, yeah, hiya. I'm hey, cute. that's another convenient thing that happened, though. With Suki being mm. kept safe. Coincidence mm. or convenient? Mm. Yes, that was interesting. Um, Bob. <laughs> Bob. Had kittens. Bob had kittens. Mm-hmm. And then he had kittens. Yep. And Amelia. Yep. Bob seemed really happy to be a cat. Yeah. And then he's like, ah, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Do you not want to just be a cat again? <laughs> You know, Bob having kittens was one of my surprises. (laughs) Just because Bob has kittens. Like, that's hilarious. I liked um, Amelia being like, he's had kittens! (gasps) I'm going to go and mess around with whomever I want to because have you seen those cats in the woods that look exactly like him? I did feel for Octavia, her family situation, like having after Katrina... Yeah, is rubbish. So I'm, and and I know Suki values her privacy and having the home to herself. I can't help but feel having two witches living in the house, both of them very strong, and obviously Octavia being more skilled yeah. is great. But now she's there, she's going to be able to teach Amelia. I can't help but feel that's a good. Yeah, thing. hopefully they'll get out soon. Because that's not really fair. No, I hope they'll get out at a convenient or coincidental time. Yeah. Favourite character? Mm. Other than Eric, because always Eric. Always Always Eric. Eric. Always Pam. Always Eric, always Pam. Lion Sam. Yeah. That was really badass. And Suggy's... You know I was going to say, Sookie's like, no, no, no. well, he's going to transform. What good is a dog going to do? And then he's a lion. 
I thought that was amazing. That was really cool. That was my other thing when I was thinking about her ending, ending up with Sam. She's got a queen. He's a were-tiger. Big, impressive were-tiger. Well, if you want a tiger, Sam can be a tiger. Just get Nat- National Geographic out and go, look there. Yeah. He's like, ooh. Sam can be a tiger. Sam can be a panther. Sam can be a wolf. Sam can be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Snake or mm, Sam can be anything you want him to be. Exactly. But he's always yeah. there. I've, I, Sam's this, just this character that sits in the background and he's a friend and you know he's a friend and he's a boss but it's a complicated relationship dating your boss. Yeah. But they have gone on like, a date before and it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it was. No, it, was, it wasn't. And it was, you know, and we don't know anything about Sam's nipples at this point either. Especially his lion nipples when he has like six or eight. Yes. They were not mentioned in this book. No. No. What's worrying though is if he's a cat, that means he's got a barbed penis. Well, maybe Sookie's into that and she just doesn't know it yet. Well, she's only ever had one cat. And he was in human form at the time. She's not like Amelia transforming her lover into a cat during, whilst having sex. Eric. (laughs) I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that Eric doesn't have, wouldn't, like, you know, get piercings down there to increase. The pointiness? Well, I was going to say the stimulation for his partner, because I can imagine him being a very, very attentive lover. Of course he is. (laughs) With his nipples. Yeah. Yeah. We have. I think we need to just move on. Just move on to Would You Rather. Stop it. Stop Stop this conversation. (laughs) Pew, pew, pew. Would you (laughs) (laughs) We asked on social media, would you rather be human in the middle of a vampire war or in the middle of a werewolf war? On Facebook, 53% said werewolf war. On Instagram, it was 67% vampire war. On Twitter, 60% vampire war. And on TikTok, 57% vampire war. So that's, the majority want to be in the vampire war. That's closer than I thought it was going to be. It, the initial results as they were coming in and I was looking, they were all vampire. One yeah. point was 100% vampire yeah. for a couple of them. Um, but yeah, let's have a look at the comments because I'm not sure how many we've got that actually talk about werewolf being in the middle of the werewolf war, which I think is probably a little bit more interesting yeah. perspective. Yeah. So Colin on Facebook said, vampire war, please. And thank you. Werewolf war is just asking for mass battles, red of tooth and claw, very few survivors. Vampire war could be as political as anything else and also leaves room for sexy shenanigans. Brie on Facebook says so much blood. This is so hard because either way, I'm dying. Probably torn to shreds somehow. Wares are hidden still so far, so that's better for me. However, vampires smell much better. I'll say werewolves because at least there's the potential to be surrounded by fuzzy animals I can squee over before I get eaten. 
She's in it for she the boobs. Annie on Facebook said, Vampire war, it will be more elegant. No matter what, at some point, the werewolf war is going to smell of wet mm, dog. Yeah. Yeah. L20Kev on Instagram. Hey, Kevin's back. Says, Vampire war, because I can cope with being bitten by either if I got caught in the crossfire. But being clawed with long, dirty werewolf nails is going a step too far. <laughs> Might be possibly. Uh, Coral on Facebook said, okay, I think I'm going to go with vampires. Vampires are so fast. Hope if I die, I won't see it coming. That's true. Everybody's yeah. fatalistic. Everybody's dying. They're not they're not sicky standing quietly in the middle while everything terrible happens around her and nothing at all touches her. Because <laughs> they haven't got Nile backing them up. At Chargen392 on TikTok says Vampire, obviously, they have need for humans to be around for the daytime. Werewolves don't give a shit and don't have the need. And Drew on Facebook said, Vampire War! If I die, it will be quick, hopefully. Oh, man, Drew. Everybody's dying. dying. Do we have... Do we have some yes. from the library? We have some interesting ones from the library. It took it took a turn. It took a turn this time. Um, we did Ooh. have... <laughs> we did have one really very, very good response that did not go off the rails. Hmm. One sucks. The other smells like wet dog. Both bite. Hashtag team vamp. <laughs> Point very yeah, well made. Uh, there was also another one that didn't go off the rails. I will never under any circumstance except Twilight rules not choose to be a vampire. No. <laughs> It will be any other kind of vampire. Not a Twilight vampire, but any other kind of vampire. I mean, it's it is. Does movie Twilight and book true. Twilight. Book Twilight's not as sparkly right. yeah. as what movie Twilight yeah. is. So then someone else went with Werewolf for Joe Manganiello from True Blood, which is reasonable. I mean, he fucked someone in this book, yes. so... Um, but then the best, vampire, Damon Salvatore, anyone? And then someone else commented, no, only Stefan. Then there was another comment (laughs) tacked onto that one that said, hi, excuse me, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That is a would you rather in the It really, really is. So if there's a week... (laughs) There's a week where we have, like, a live episode or something coming up and the timing doesn't line up. Oh, no, no, no. I'll tell when you when it's going to be. October. Oh, all, vampires, all vampires, all the time. All yep, time. you're right. You're right. <sighs> what are you saying? Vampire, obviously. I just... Thank you. Just checking, just checking. Of Savesies. Of course. Duh. But, you know, surviving and thriving. Yeah. there's. I, it's so funny when we ask these questions and we get such varied responses and then we're like, duh, vampires, move on. 
please see every, every other vampire episode. Every other one. Even some that don't have anything to do with vampires. Somehow vampires always just make it into the conversation. I think the entirety of last year was all vampires yeah. all the time. Yeah. Anywho. Next, Next question. question. Would you rather shove yourself into a too tight dress or two small shoes? Well, we know I am an oversize. So too tight dress is fairly common. Is that what you're going to go with? There's a there's a like chance that your nipples will come out, and then we'll get to add nipples to the nipple tally. That's the reason yeah, why. <laughs> yeah, why not? The, my only problem thing is with too tight shoes. If my feet ache, I am a bear to be around. You do not want me to be complaining about my feet. It's just not going to happen. And I'm not really good in heels anymore because I haven't had to wear them in so, so long. I literally look at my heels and go, I love you. I can't wear you right now. Uh, but I won't get rid of them. Um, so I'm going to go for too tight dress simply because you don't want me mourning. It's nothing too out of the norm. And I will cut that bad boy off if yeah. necessary. I just wonder, like, which one is cuter? Are they good? too tight dress because especially if you've got your figure you can get away with anything when it comes to too tight dress it just gets to it's just levels of it depends on the cut of the dress but what if but then if the shoes are cute what if the shoes are really awesome because i've got a pair of shoes that's true i've got a pair of shoes that i caught the heels and they are literally sitting shoes i can't walk in them at all i've never been able to so i will only wear them if i'm sitting down yeah because they're just they were too cute i had to possess them i think that i'm gonna have to go with shoes because everybody knows that i like ugly shoes and that's i think that's what i'm gonna have to go with but also like i have i have tubes and things attached to me and if my dress is too tight like where am I going to put my insulin pump it's not going to fit anywhere that's true I do I do have to think practically so I'm going to wear some tight ugly shoes for a little while and it'll be fine you wear the shoes I'll wear the dress together we've got an entire yes I like it good Mm mm-hmm perfect yes yes next question would you rather watch Bob turn into a human or Sam turn into a lion? This one's easy for me. Sam into a lion. I'm too curious. Yeah. And we know Bob's a bit of a wiener human. Looks like a Book of Mormon yeah, type but, person. I need to see Sam as But a also, it's interesting that you said wiener human. Because the description of him turning back into a human begins with his leg. There's a leg and then another leg and then a penis. And then the rest of him. So, do we need to have a penis count now? I don't want to have a penis count. count. I don't want to count penises. No, that's just. But it's just interesting that you called him a wiener because, you know, wiener. Um, Yeah, I gotta go with Sam too. Mostly because I want to see him get out his wallet, and then the photo album flops down, and then he sorts through them, and he's like, "Yes, 
lion and then he transforms into a lion but i wonder how much of it we would actually be able to see because there's always lots of description of like the magic being around them you know i'm not opposed to not seeing his penis sam's penis i don't need to see sam's penis i've probably already seen it suki's seen his penis she's seen him She's seen him shift back and forth several times. She found him naked on the other bed. so good. <laughs> it's Dean. And then she's just, you know, she's tickled his belly as yeah. Dean. She's seen his penis. I'm more intrigued by lion penis than I am yeah. human penis. Okay. So that's the reason why you're choosing Sam as a lion. Because but, of the cat penis. Well, I'm choosing Sam because... Well, not because of the cat penis. I'm not going to be getting... You're not going to put me in that corner. Unless you do that clever editing. I'm just intrigued to see Sam turn into yeah. a lion. Stop <laughs> winking at me. <laughs> it would be really it would be really cool to see Sam as a lion. I agree. Let's let's do that. Yes. I need to see the roller decks yes. of pictures first. That whole comedy sketch yes. needs to happen. And then and then we see him. And then. Yes. Magic. <sighs> Claire, I need to be honest with you about our next question. Because at this point in Would You Rather, in our Sookie discussions, we have secret, like, saucy, ridiculous questions. But this book wasn't sexy at all. So it was really difficult for me to come up with a saucy, ridiculous question. So I feel like we've just had it. I think I Bob think you're right. I think you're right. Sam Lion. <laughs> but tagging on to that, I'm just going to go ridiculous instead. Would you rather be a human with literal kitten children <laughs> or have a kid that can read your mind? Easy. Kitten Easy. babies? Easy. Kitten babies. But, like, is Bob gonna... Is he gonna be a guy who takes care of his children? No. They're in the woods. It's why he's, he's, he's done the nasty with a wild cat. She's, in, she's an independent kitten. She she doesn't need no wild cat But I really... Dragging her down. And once the kittens are old enough, they're gonna be independent themselves. There's not 18 years plus I of really, dependency. really want Bob <laughs> to pull out his wallet and then the family photo album flops out and it's just pictures of kittens <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> this, well, yes, this, that will happen. <laughs> but that doesn't mean he needs to be, you know... I, it would be nice if he found homes for them all, but let's face it, he's, he's buggered off back to wherever to yeah. go and see his family. He has dismissed his kitten children. <laughs> he is not taking any responsibility. He's paying no, no. child support for them. He isn't no. finding them homes. He, doesn't, he does irresponsible. not have photos of them. No, he's being an irresponsible kitten daddy. But if it was me, personally, I love my son. I am devoted voted to him but i do not want him to read my mind so i'm gonna go here okay. with little kittens yeah me too i don't want children 
to begin with. So give me the kitten children. I mean, I already have kitten children. They are not, you know, of my womb or of my penis if I had one. They're not of my loins. But yeah, I have kitten children already, and that's fine. And that's fine with me. And if I had a wallet with a fold-out photo album, (laughs) I would have photos of my cats in there already. So it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, David. Okay. I have a secret would you rather. Do you? Is it sexy? No. Oh, okay. No, it's not sexy. And I am not apologizing for it. That's fine. Would you rather regrow your legs (laughs) or lie with Bill? No. No. Mm -mm. No, Bill. No, Bill. Cut off my legs and let's grow those legs back out. But I am. How itchy it's going to be. I know. And I am very curious, just like Sookie was. In the, like, logistics of leg regrowing, you know, do your feet pop out first and then your legs grow out from your feet? Or does it grow, like, from the top down? What's going to happen? Are you going to have a rebuilt leg and then the foot pops up at the end? Like, how does it work? What's going to happen? I, I think it's like Deadpool. You know when he has the... the he has the baby arm? Baby arm. Yeah. I think it's going to be like that. So it's just a full baby leg that shows up. And then the baby leg matures until it matches yes. your vampire age. Yes, but for a short period of time. <laughs> Pardon you got, the pun. You've got baby legs and imagine the freaky way you'd be running around terrorizing everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going with baby legs. I don't want anything to do with Bill. No. Bill can get in the sea. Yes. Can I cut Bill's legs off? So he can yes. will stop coming around. Yes. <sighs> okay. You can cut his penis off as well so you can't lie with. But then is his yeah. penis going to grow back and it's going to start as a baby penis and then grow into an adult but it'll penis? it would be really itchy. Would be. And then if he's, be, if he's walking around scratching his crotch all the time, people are going to be like, uh, I don't want to uh, be involved uh, in you. You're weird. I don't want to have anything to do with you right now. Yeah. Okay. You know where he sleeps. You can easily do it while he's asleep. You don't gotta fight that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do it during the daytime. And like exactly. he wouldn't even be able to fight back. Exactly. Alright, cool. Just, you could just constantly keep doing it. Just And then everybody knows him as Eunuch Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Eunuch Bill the vampire. Daily dick removal. Uh-huh. And then when you you do your hack he's he's not a scrapbook. Mm-hmm. And then you put on Vampire Bill, Bontomp, Eunuch. Yes. Yeah, I'm into it. All right, let's do that. Cool. <laughs> All right. Favorite final thought quote? Those lords in this one. <laughs> oh, I forgot something that I meant to mention earlier, and it was a surprise that I only just now remembered. This book was very bible There was yes. the biblical lying with... Sookie fucking goes to church. There was several comments of like, oh yeah. I was a terrible Christian, but a decent survivalist. Yes, that. And like, oh, it was like a Christian inviting an atheist over for dinner or whatever the hell that quote was. Like, it was very Bible-y. 
religious, religious thing. Yeah. yeah. Not fellowship the of the sun religion either. No, it's probably the one. I'm, I'm not a religious person, so it's probably the thing that probably niggle the most. Yeah. Yeah, because me too. I don't, I don't give one fuck. Um, but uh, yeah, it was weird. Anyway, back to favorite final thought quote. I am woman, hear me roar. <laughs> and Amelia's like, whoa, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was surprised to find out there was a direct line from my palm to my, my hoochie. <laughs> <laughs> hoochie. <laughs> Uh, probably my most serious one is I want to be first. I know that's selfish and maybe unattainable and maybe shallow, but I just want to come first with someone. If that's wrong of me, so be it. I'll be wrong. But that's the way I feel. And that is correct. You should always be first. You should be first for yourself. And in a relationship, you should be the first. Yeah. All right. I've got a few and some of them are taken out of context, which just makes them even better. Yes. Having legs had to be a good thing. <laughs> what the hell? Take me now, you big Viking. <laughs> and that's where she knows she has her hoochie. Yes. Of course, the aforementioned, bring it on, Faraz. Except for not said that way. <laughs> Please never say that ever again. <laughs> like that. Ever again. Faraz? Like, Faraz? That doesn't sound like anything. <sighs> I just want to fuck you and bite you and rub myself all over you. Oh, that's, mm. that's poetry. Yep. Another one from Eric. The bottle will be fine. I may need it to smash some skulls. <laughs> I know, I love him so much. And then I think finally, I had what amounted to an emotional hangover. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. If you liked this, try this. Got anything? Uh, Yes. Uh, You may be familiar with it. I've gone with The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. Hey, I know that book from the before times. And, it's from the before times. And also the after times, because you were... The last one is the after times, yeah. yes. Uh, I'm going for the fairy link. Mm. That's what so, I did too. Surprise, surprise. Cool. The summary from Goodreads. Jude was seven when her parents were murdered, and she and her two sisters were stolen away to live in the treacherous high court of fairy. Ten years later, Jude wants nothing more than to belong there, despite her mortality. But many of the fear despise humans, especially Prince Carden, the youngest and wickedest son of the High King. To win a place at court, she must defy him and face the consequences. As Jude becomes more deeply embroiled in palace intrigues and deceptions, she discovers her own capacity for trickery and bloodshed. But as betrayal threatens to drown the courts of fairy in violence, Jude will need to risk her life in a dangerous alliance to save her sisters and fairy itself. Mm. It's actually a fairy series I like. I don't like a lot of fairy series, but I do like this one. Yeah. Um, the one that I am suggesting is called The Iron King by Julie Kagawa. Ah. It is also fairies. 
Something has always felt slightly off in Megan's life, ever since her father disappeared before her eyes when she was six. She has never quite fit in at school. Or at home. When a dark stranger begins watching her from afar and her prankster best friend becomes strangely protective of her, Megan senses that everything she's known is about to change. But she could never have guessed the truth. For Megan is the daughter of a mythical fairy king and a pawn in a deadly war. Now Megan will learn just how far she'll go to save someone she cares about, stop a mysterious evil no fairy creature dare face, and find love with a young prince who might rather see her dead than let her touch his icy heart. I haven't read this one, but I've picked it up several times. Because, like you said, I'm not a huge fan of fairies. Don't really like the Seelie and Unseelie Court business. But I have looked at this one a couple of times because I've heard good things. Yeah, it's... Fairies are Marmite. You either love it or hate it. Yeah, yeah. And if you, but if you can find a good one, it's not too bad. It's It's... it's it's satisfying. Yeah. I, bet, I think with the problems with fairy stories, I'm too lazy to try and dredge through to find the ones mm-hmm. I like. So I have mm-hmm. to kind of be recommended the series rather yeah. than... Because I don't TBR to my, you know... I, I, I will see a book through and I don't yeah. want to be lumbered with a fairy story that is not doing it for us. Yeah. Do we have... We do have an indie spotlight, and this one does not involve fairies. Okay. It's a very hashtag tenuous link because it involves war. War. Yeah. Good God, y'all. Indie spotlights. This one is called The Killing Code by Ellie Marnie, and it comes out September 20th. Virginia, 1943. World War II is raging in Europe and on the Pacific Front when Kit Sutherland is recruited to help the war effort as a code breaker at Arlington Hall, a former girls' college now serving as the site of a secret U.S. signal intelligence facility. But Kit is soon involved in another kind of fight. Government girls are being brutally murdered in Washington, D.C., and when Kit stumbles onto a bloody homicide scene, she is drawn into the hunt for the killer. To find the man responsible for the gruesome murders, Kit joins forces with other female codebreakers at Arlington Hall. Gossip Queen, Dottie Crockford, a sharp-tongued intelligence maven, Moya Kershaw, and cleverly resourceful Violet Dulac from the segregated codebreaking unit. But as the girls begin to work together and develop friendships, and romance, that they never expected, two things begin to come clear. The murderer they're hunting is closing in on them. And Kit is hiding a dangerous secret. Oh. Interesting. So, that's it for this episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. Join us next time as we discuss curtsies and conspiracies.
by Gail Carragher. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise, and become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com, follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover, and on Twitter at fictionalhangover, no E-R. If you like this episode, check out our others, a rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for our music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening.